0: We'll
1: Gary Spikes, Gene Hudson, and we got Sweet and Low Man, Brian Barber. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see who else we got uh, coming in on a Friday evening. We got Rebecca. Nice to have everybody that's starting to come in. Roger. Roger Blair. So, yes. Thomas. So, everybody's going to be down in the LBL, I think, in April. I think, Thomas, maybe we should go ahead and join him. I reckon you should. So, go ahead and put it on the calendar. Hello, Melinda Williams. I was just thinking about you once again, uh, especially with, uh, i turn up my mic a little bit, uh, especially with your uh, forensic sketches Mm -hmm. on the Crystal Roger cases. The third person got arrested today. And which is ironic is my former, oh, well, my former police department arrested me. He was in another state. I was like, wow. So, yeah, it's very interesting. Hello, Judy Greenfield. Welcome, everybody.
2: Did he leave the state? Like, they said he was expedited. So, I'm gathering he was in another state.
1: Yeah, He was. He was in another state, all right. So, when I when I saw who arrested him, I was like, ooh, there are so many new officers. I don't know them anymore. So, But, yeah. It's
2: amazing. It's amazing how many little coincidences there are, though.
1: Well, Melinda says she's in disbelief. I, I reached out to her first for I posted it in the group. I'm like, you ain't going to believe this. I'm like, you better go to your messages. Check this out. So, Kat wants to know if there's any men with sports cars here tonight. Whoa. Sports car. Vroom, 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 vroom. Do I? Oh, <laughs> I lost my audio.
2: Oh, I can hear can you. Can you hear me? Yeah. A sports car. I think I'd go Bugatti. <laughs> I can't hear nothing. Oh. Bluetooth connected.
1: I lost all my audio and uh, everything. Trying to be funny. <laughs> there we go. Now I can hear myself. I, As it, hear I you. was like, Rebecca, you're make, I'm deaf. I had the volume <laughs> turned all, all the way down on my board. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, guess who just popped in?
2: Uh,
3: Hi, Michelle.
1: Let me turn down my mic. I'm Good really hot. I'm
3: afternoon.
1: Hot. <sighs> yep. So, welcome. Nice to have Hi, you. Amy. So, are you going to, yeah, you didn't drive the truck. So, are you going to participate on Monday's show?
3: Uh, is that me? Are you talking to me?
1: No, I'm talking to the parakeet on your shoulder. <laughs> 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 are you?
3: uh is that the sassy thingy yes uh no
1: i already knew that but why um I, I didn't can't ask, so say
3: asked. i can't say no can't.
1: what you'd rather say is i'd rather not tell See, there's a difference between rather, see, just say it. I just rather not talk about it. That'd be fine. Um,
3: I wish there was okay. a way to explain it. Do you it's want me to that, interject?
1: You don't have yeah, to. Can... I'm already picking up the vibes.
3: It's not, um, I'm not that I don't want to participate, it's just that I, the information that I received when I tuned into there had, I don't feel I should share.
1: Well, the information I've got, you know a whole lot more than what, what you'd rather say. Mm. Right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's a tricky situation because... Like, well, yeah, I, I wonder
1: f- how many else's is picking up on the same thing she has. That's, that. That's why I wanted to talk to her.
2: Well, I don't know if anyone
3: will or not because, you know, we're all different in our gifts. And we probably all go in on different levels, too, so... Um, I was a bit stunned that I picked that yeah I was actually a bit shocked at first I was amused that I was actually have asked to do this because <laughs> yeah. I, I said this is way above my pay grade thanks for, <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> and then I thought I'll just go and have a listen to it and then I thought am I hearing what I'm hearing? And then I went back in again and I thought, holy crap. All right. Okay. Yep. And then I. Yes,
1: Brian. Brian wants to know the information you got could compromise the Sasquatches and human balances that exist. Yes. That's what I wanted her to say, but I didn't want to say that to her. I want her to be on her own recognizance to tell me. that. Yes. Because I already, already knew her answer. I just wanted it to be on record.
3: Yeah, there's definitely a compromise there for those and that's involved. that's what I'm saying. i wanna know how many
1: other people are going to come up with the same thing you have. I don't know. There's a possibility.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to be responsible for that. Because that's that. important. Like, that's a whole um, thing. There's a whole
2: thing going on there yeah can i interject and kind of yeah
1: that's why i said cat um
2: ethically (laughs) ethically yeah um you know you have the the issue of progression in the future for science and humanity and all sorts of things like that so you have a research side of things but then if you go openly about it all and it all comes out then uh it's yeah. de- I find it detrimental that's all I'll say
3: there's and also there's also a possibility that there's another element at play as well involved and yeah I'm worried the, about about their um, safety also so yeah that's
2: and and the other thing is um I'll try and do it a different way um
3: and Rebecca and, yeah know, I, do, I do deal with animals but I don't consider this that same type of work we're talking a different we're talking interdimensional beings here and that's different to the work i do with animals on the planet for
2: the planet so yeah to answer that
3: do we have any
1: problems cat
2: um i got into it of course you know i was so excited no
1: the question is do you have any problems yes was, are you going to be able to answer the questions
2: i've done it all yeah no, no problems there the problem is if 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 i if you got cranky me with me one day you might not talk to me again
1: i doubt that but will you have problems doing the show monday no okay
2: <laughs> no I, I, like it's so
1: and no, interesting. Hey, gentlemen i'm not single out michelle i already knew the answers before she even came on the show so you've been uh, reading
3: my mind again yeah. stop reading my mind so
1: i wanted her in her own words to come forward and say why because i already contemplated this issue with several people so just like when you read somebody and you know that something bad's going to happen or they're not not in very good health and they may have a chance to be too close to the veil you're not going to tell a person you're going to die in within a week okay i mean it's just it's yeah. uncouth and it's not professional right Some things you see, you will not speak of. and hate to say that. But I'll I'll speak on behalf of everybody with abilities on that part Uh, and I can and I will Uh, and the ones that do do it are not professional and don't need to be in the field at all. Hello, Mark we will be right with you and be in the field at all because we actually have a case uh, where somebody told somebody's uh, kid was going to die. And uh, one of their children already passed, I think a year or two prior. And uh, we have somebody that's actually working with the family right now trying to change the family's mind and perspective because now they're uh, the far into the spectrum of terrorizing, being not able to sleep at night to watch over this child. So it goes in a whole other realm. Um, but, you know, people don't think about questions, right? And when those questions were formed for the people with abilities, I already knew the consequences going in because I knew some people probably would or would not uh, come back and say, "Mm, I know what what they are, but I don't think humanity is ready for me to speak it on my behalf. So it's no big deal. It's
2: tricky because some of it is fairly okay, you know, and I don't see any harm. But the other things I can't, you know, because – if, if the, i don't want to be blocked from communication you know yeah, like
1: that i don't think will happen uh one is a lot of things that uh people that are having probably ethical concerns or moral concerns let, let's let's call them moral Uh yeah. moral reality is they don't want to be a chain. In the event something does come and they take the information around with it, but the information's already out there, so these questions have already been asked and answered, but they all been theories. So now what we're doing is, is we're taking your all's abilities and what you all get in testing those theories to see if any of those theories are accurate or truthful in, in some form or fashion. So uh, Brian Barrock can basically transcribe Ron Sierra sounds can be frightening depending on what was said. Well, not only that, we also have a list of questions, Brian Barber, remember, that went to the panel. So, I already saw these unfolding before the panel even got the questions. Kat just got hers today, so.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit spun, actually. <laughs> they were there all week. You because know, I'm, I'm getting miss-
1: messages like, Kat doesn't have the questions. I'm like, oh, no, yes, she I- does. I-
2: no, I didn't. I only just got them this morning. because No, I...
1: they were in the chat the whole time.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know, but I only saw the, the um talkie one. I didn't see the well, Sierra. You didn't scroll
1: farther up. No. I know. I know. That's why I, I was... said, when you comment, yes, I'm in, it's above that.
2: Yeah, so. see, I was, so... yeah, anyway. I know. But I was so excited. I've been excited all week, you know, like I can't wait. But then this morning. I did well, let's a whole- go ahead and bring
1: Mark in. Mark, we yeah. got you You're live now. Go ahead, Mark.
0: Yeah. Oh, hello, Hi, everyone. Mark.
1: This is Everybody. Mark from California. Welcome so it's 6.15 there. Welcome, Mark. Nice to have you. So, ladies hey. and gentlemen, uh, he's having problems with
0: this camera, but we're going to go live with the audio.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: Hey, I do have a question. How is my volume setting at your end? Perfect.
2: Pretty good Thanks. on my end, yep.
0: All right. Yes. Well, every time I try to click on anything, it cuts me out of the uh, the room and I have to re-log in. <clears throat> so I guess it's going to be microphone only tonight. Not a oh, problem. Okay. We got you.
2: Yes. Um. Would you like to introduce yourself, Mark?
0: Yeah. So um, I'm uh, in my mid-50s, uh, live in California, and in 2019, I... Uh, a subscription to youtube so i could watch karate kid and then i discovered uh dutch since who's an earthquake forecaster and watched him and then he put out how to forecast earthquakes and so i got into it and right away had a few successes i thought well this is actually rather easy
2: <laughs>
0: um, at that time it was uh, this year has not been an easy year <laughs> for quakes or forecasting Um, and then I got involved with Earthquakes Down Under, uh, in Facebook group, which is a brilliant name because earthquakes are in fact underground Mm -hmm. and it was started by a gentleman with the name David and he lives in Australia. So it's really a great name. And so I've been there ever since and still forecasting away. I've had a few, uh, big successes along with a bunch of misses, but we're very much a new science as, uh, weather weather people were, you know, weather forecasters, and even today, weather forecasters are not hundred percent accurate. So earthquakes, if you, you know, put it side by side with them, we're not 100% accurate either. I would say maybe 20, just my, my guess. And the other thing I just wanted to put out there is that the scientific instruments of uh, seismographs are really relatively new. Electric seismographs have only been around since around 19, late 30s, early 40s, and have been improved upon quite a bit since then. Before that, they had uh, mechanical devices And if you go way, and that started around mid 1800s. And then if you go further back, the Chinese uh, had some interesting uh, pendulum style uh, instruments to determine the direction of where the quake occurred, but not the strength. So the science is new and we only have about a hundred good years of data to fall back on and try to use that to figure out what's gonna happen next. So that's a kind of a quick, brief background. Interesting. And and if you want, I can tell you why I got into earthquake forecasting. Yeah, please. So I'm a remodeling carpenter here in California, big earthquake area. I live one hour, my wife and I live one hour north of San Francisco. And uh, we're about 20 miles from the San Andreas Fault. And I've done several seismic retrofits of residential homes. And what that means is they're older homes where the the house itself is not securely attached to the concrete foundation. So it takes about a week, you crawl around under there, you put some bolts in and uh, drill holes, put bolts in and all that and, and get it all hooked up, add some plywood down low Uh, underneath the house, if you have a a little they call it a short wall or a stem wall it's a wall that comes up from the concrete up anywhere from inches to feet and then then after that you lay your floor joists on top of that well those uh, stem walls or short walls uh, the code has been if they're under 12 inches, you don't need to uh, put plywood on them to secure them. Otherwise, you can topple over. Well, in uh, 2016, August 2016, in the city of Napa, which is about 50 miles from Santa Rosa, they had a quake, uh, 6.1, hit almost downtown, and many houses toppled over and some of them had walls that were only four inches tall, little short walls or stem walls, just yeah, four inches. And so, with all of that, and learning all that, and then going through an earthquake, uh, I, I felt that earthquake actually. I, I w- woke up, and uh, uh, at the time, um, uh, I was working for my dad, who's since retired. And uh, my house made this really weird sound. It was kind of this. Uh, 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 uh. and so it just happened that a week later our engineer was at one of our dinner meetings and who does all the engineering for our projects and i asked him what was that squeaking sound and he said well your house has shear wall on it so you have standard two by four wood framing and on the outside they place plywood and then you nail that on And he said the nails were coming in and out and going back in and back out of the wood. Um, And he said, and this blew me away. He said that sound of the nails coming in and out, when you pull a nail out, if you ever pulled a nail out with a hammer, it's hot. The nail can get really hot. Well, he said your whole house was doing that, and that was dissipating energy, which is something to ponder. Heat, you know, if you take that stress, the house, and you transform it to heat, you have now dissipated the energy and your house will be fine. So all these things over the years made me very curious about why are we building the way we are? And um, how can we do it better? And where can we improve upon it? And so that's kind of was my thinking. And then I heard about earthquake forecasting. I thought, well... Well, that's kind of cool because if you could forecast a quake and have an, a window of time when it might happen and where, then people could do things like put a rubber band or some string around their upper cabinet doors so that all of your dishes don't come sliding out, break, damage your countertops, and then are all over the floor for you to clean up. And I, I got, I learned about that from talking to friends. From the 1989 Loma Prieta quake, also known as the World Series quake, and it shook San Francisco, and people saw the Bay Bridge collapse, partially collapse. And uh, one of the things one of the ladies told me, there's actually two different women, happened to be home at different houses, and they both have P.S.D. when they hear a uh, P.T.S.D. when they hear a glass break, because so they said it went on for about three to five minutes. Dishes and glasses coming out of the upper cabinets and smashing and breaking on their countertops below. So that's Scary. just kind of my interesting background at it. You know what? Why? What, what got me into it? Why was I thinking about it? And so <laughs> here I am. That's and, I
2: It is very interesting. And Mark is being a tad. Um, I can't think today. I'm sorry. Um, he's a lot. He's very, 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 very good at what he does. Um, he's also had paranormal experiences, I believe. Mark?
0: Yeah, I studied with a, a spiritual teacher, uh, kind of a uh, Tibetan Buddhist, crazy wisdom uh, Mahayana uh, a sect, which is um, the more liberal side of it. And they weren't they weren't really strict. Like there's, I forget the name of the other side of of the teaching. So we were Mahayana. And uh, he was a great telepath. And uh, we had both um, uh, what were the two types? Uh, emotional telepathy, which is where you get a feeling of something good or bad or something like that. And then we've also had some technical telepathy. Not quite to this level, but technical telepathy is only can be done by a few thousand people on the planet. And that's where you're able to, perhaps, uh, think of somebody, and think of a phone number, and they'll know to go f- dial that phone number right then. As a vi- and it's it's really draining on our, our little human brains.
2: I can imagine.
0: Yeah, and uh, he taught me a lot of great stuff. And I,
2: Every, sorry.
0: Oh, that was it. and I've, I've had I've had attacks by ghosts. Um, I've been in a few demon fights, I guess you call it a demon. They weren't attacking me. I was defending other people. And when you don't, if you're not 100% successful, you're usually exhausted for months afterwards.
2: Yeah. Uh, One of our um, people on the shows lives in Japan, and uh, she speaks all the time of all these things going on. Um, entity-wise, but my understanding, there's three belts that crossed in Japan on the earthquake. I'm saying the wrong terminology, sorry. Yeah, no,
0: belts, yeah, energy belts. Yeah. yeah. Energy um, lines, ley lines or yeah, stuff like yeah,
2: that. Yeah, so Japan's in like a full-on three-way crisscross in one of the major mm-hmm. nodes, do you call them?
0: You could call it a node. There are three fault lines that run Through Japan.
2: Halt lines. That's what I was after. Sorry. Because I always wondered was because she has so so much action over there, is that why they have so much of the entity business going on all the time?
0: Oh, that's interesting. I've never thought of it that way.
2: Um, Because of it, all the energy and – you know, different openings and closings and uh, all the sh- shaky, shaky and all of that. I've, I've heard where there are major crosses like that, that there's a lot of action as far as upstairs and downstairs goes. Mm-hmm. But there's a question there for you, I think. I can only see some of them.
3: From Anthony Lewis? Yeah. The one before?
2: Yeah. Oh, you can't see it.
1: Wondering, come across a map that showed massive earthquakes that would cause USA to break into two parts, where Pacific and Atlantic Ocean will meet in the middle of the U.S. What's your thoughts?
0: Yeah, uh, it's very possible. The Earth has drastically changed over the many billions of years we've been here, or Earth has been here. And uh, I fully expect that it's not going to look anything the same in you know, hundreds of millions of years from now. It's just going to slowly move along and crush into each other, you know, plate versus plate. Uh, sometimes they will crumble. Sometimes it'll uh, push up and create a new mountain range. And then sometimes you have subductions where one plate goes underneath the other and then you have a whole flurry of volcanic activity on the plate on top. The, the, the Volcanoes. Yeah, they still you know, puffed. There's two types of volcanoes. There's ones that puff, explode, and then the other ones blub, which is they ooze. Yeah, blub, blub, blub. And there's a volcano (laughs) in in um, oh what's it? PNG. That I I forget the name of the country now. Called blub blub volcano. It's an actual volcano. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Hawaii would be a blub volcano. It just
1: oozes. The main, uh, Mount St. Helens is the explode one.
0: Yeah, that's the one that goes poof. Right. Or puff. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I just, <laughs> it just a, like that. That one
3: went that one went poof out the side.
0: Yeah, it yeah. through the side. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it went through the side. It exploded yeah. out through the side.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: I actually visited that um a few years after it had happened. And the devastation was still like beyond belief that trees oh, were like matchsticks on the ground just completely blown over it's quite amazing amazing to see the aftermath and there's they had a little talk thing up there at the top that many um, talked about the day and what happened and everything it was very um very uh enlightening kind of like wow i'm glad we don't have volcanoes in australia well we do they're extinct so yeah. we hope yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, they can always
2: pop up. But we're lucky too we don't have big major earthquakes here. Like we've had a couple, but nothing compared to other countries. Like very wow. lucky. Yeah. Well, the you're very quake. close
3: to a fault line there. Yes. You are.
0: Yeah, Catherine. Uh, oh
3: yeah. Catherine, sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah. And probably you I don't know where you are.
0: But I'm I in trouble,
3: Rizzy.
1: She's in, <laughs> he's in California. California, yeah. West yeah. Coast.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm but, 50 yeah, miles they're north they're... of San Francisco. Oh boy.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Fault line yeah, that right comes on. up comes up through past where you are, Kath.
2: Up near Yarrowich.
3: No, just out at Rocky, um just out where I used to be there in that cottage.
2: <laughs> that explains all our rumbly bumblies. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a, it comes up
3: through bumblies
1: <laughs> we got a new word, ladies and gentlemen. We oh, has- and rumbly <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: How's your house
2: going? Are you rumbly blumbling? <laughs> You'll get used to us, Mark.
0: <laughs> we have
2: a difference in um language <laughs> that often gets us almost in craters. In oh, ditch. craters,
1: ditch, ditch. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> I know when I did science at school, many, 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 many long time ago, we had a book. A textbook was called the Messels textbook. It's light blue, and in that, it's got all the original maps of all the volcanic and earthquake um, ranges that we used. You know that we used to have. We still have, but it's one of the only maps I've ever found that has it. I've kept that book. Weighs a ton. <laughs>
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, the old books are, he- are heavy and, and very and, thorough.
2: Yes. I love my books, Messel's book. But when, when you're going to do your houses and that, do you, like, pick up any much ghosty energies?
0: Uh, I've been in haunted houses, and only one time have I been, uh, I guess, attacked by a ghost. And I can tell you that story. It's kind of a fun story. Uh, I've always wanted to see ghosts. I have never seen a ghost.
3: Because being attacked by ghosts is always fun, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Yippee-ai-ay! <laughs> ah.
0: <well>, ah. <laughs> I can tell you the the story of when I was attacked by a ghost. It's kind of interesting. Lego, so, yeah. so. So, uh, uh it, it was uh right near the Russian River, which is near where I live. And uh, the story of the house was, uh, there was a, a, a new couple bought it 20 years ago. And they said that a lady had committed suicide in the house and hung herself. Mm. And, uh, and that every so often they would have parties. They, were, they liked to have parties at their house. Uh, they were both nurses. And people would say, who's the lady at the end of the hallway in the pink nightgown? People would see, I know, the house was packed, music going, and they would see the ghost. And uh, so we were doing a, a big remodel, and I've heard <laughs> that spirits or ghosts do not like people messing with their house. <laughs> no, they do not. Correct.
2: Grizzy so, has terrible things going on in his house. We'll tell you about that later.
0: Okay. So uh, what, I, what happened with me was uh, we did the full demo, ripped it apart put it all back together, made it really beautiful. And the couple, they were heavy set people and they wanted this extra large tub, but it wasn't porcelain. It was made of plastic. And we knew that plastic tubs, when you put a lot of weight in them, can squeak. <laughs> and every time you're taking a shower, the thing go, and it's just annoying as all get out. So uh, we we took, we knew exactly what to do. We t- took Every precaution. We put this thing in, got it set, Stop. and finished the bathroom. And two weeks later, they called my dad and said, "The thing is squeaking." <laughs> so here's where here's where the ghost comes into it.
1: I thought the legs were going to be bent.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, this was regular. This is not a, not a old fashioned. Okay. Tub. Yeah, a more modern tub. So I had to crawl underneath the house. And uh, go in there with a bunch of shims and a hammer and some glue. And I I was gonna tap shims underneath the tub because we I knew there's room there to, to get to the between the floor and the tub. So I'm under there, I crawl under there, and I've done seismic retrofits on houses. I've been under houses for a week at a time. It doesn't scare me one bit. And all of a sudden I'm laying there and a panic came over me. And I thought, oh, my God, there's going to be an earthquake right now. And since the house is built on sand, it's going to fall over and smash me like a bug. And I dropped all my tools (laughs) and scurried at full speed out from underneath the house. So my dad and the plumber were outside. It was noon on a clear, warm, sunny day. And I came out of there in an absolute panic. I could not believe it. And after... About 20 minutes, I got, gained my composure, and I went back <laughs> under, finished the job, and about two or three weeks later, I said, well, hot dog, I know what it was. That had to have been attacked from the ghost. She got into my head and scared me, put a panic in my, in my head. It's the only explanation. Because Oh, and also, here's a little bit going back a few years, I was doing my sister's home doing a seismic retrofit on it in oakland the oakland hills and two earthquakes struck while i was under her house two 4.3s she actually screamed she was in the room above me i was underneath the house she was screaming oh my god oh my god earthquake earthquake and uh, i i started laughing and yelled out testing the retrofit (laughs) so it did not scare me so why on this one day did this one house which had a ghost in it that people had seen uh why did it attack me or do what it did to me
2: maybe it was warning you to get get cracking
0: yeah (laughs) and and why did i fall subject to something like the house was going to fall over and land on me which i knew couldn't happen (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah i'm just saying no. that that would be scarier to me being under a house in the middle of an earthquake than than a ghost yeah. however yeah i i get what you're saying that because i can actually when you're telling the story i could actually feel the panic that you actually experienced mm,
0: mm-hmm.
3: yeah so it actually did get into your psyche um which is interesting a very um whew, a very
2: clever ghost that one
0: yeah and that, yeah.
2: that's the one in the I'm pink no,
0: night night, yeah, pink nightgown.
2: Not a negligee or anything like that. Yeah. Oh, that's what oh. I was told. <laughs> well, you know, like if I mean, you got what, was it's she a wearing pencil? a teddy too? Well, depends <laughs> what's coming
3: for I mean, you, doesn't
2: it? You know, we're trying to put us in the bitch again. No,
3: no there's I'm a question to- for
0: you. Do ghosts wear high heels?
1: <laughs> <laughs> depends on who's never mind.
3: <laughs> if they want to, they can.
0: so uh, yeah so that was just one of those very interesting things and and that happened to me in one of my travels
1: (laughs) so anthony lewis article scientists drilling to san andrea's fault they put foam into the fault to slow down or stop earthquakes from happening so evidently found an article i didn't know they did that did you mark
0: I do know they've drilled on it to study it in a few locations right there isn't enough foam or enough concrete on the entire planet to stop the fault it yeah. it, it, it 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 cracks you know granite in half by hundreds of feet in size as it slowly inches along
3: well the thing it's is like, what would you if you if you start playing with that there it's got to pop out somewhere else so you're actually only transferring the energy you're not actually slowing the energy down you're actually yeah. just transferring it somewhere else that's the law so, of you, so
1: you're correct so the the population of the world i forgot what what the total totality of the numbers are but they're so massive it's causing the earth to wobble on its axis and that's been proven scientifically that's what they're saying yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. also when China built that dam, I don't, somebody has to Google it, the biggest dam in the world. Yes, it also, yes, it also calls uh, attributes of the earth to change because the amount of water that it withheld yeah. and it, it was just, I was just like, are you serious? Yeah. Mm. So like, it was very fascinating to, to hear scientists talk about stuff like that. So when Mark speaks to stuff like this, yeah, I can see it.
2: Three or four mm. years ago, I had to take my car to the mechanic, as you do, and um, the mechanics were right on the ball in this one, and apparently they had to change all the GPS settings and everything because of that tilt. It mucked up all their equipment, you know, all the computer equipment.
0: Wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? Brian, do you know they revealed the Vicky hush-hush models are men? What, what? the hell's a hush-hush model? <laughs> mark knows he's laughing <laughs> i have no idea oh, my imagination is is fully running
2: same <laughs> hush hush
1: i'm not hush, googling hush that rules. i'm afraid to see what's gonna happen oh
2: no I not
1: yeah last time i googled something mark live oh my lord i was embarrassed i misspelled <laughs> a word
3: they're not all men there might be a couple in there but they're not all men but where did that comment come from? I, I People are trying to put us in the ditch. I'm telling you. All oh, right. Ever since
1: Mark talked about his ghost wearing a necklace or, or necklache, <laughs> boy, <laughs> <necklache>. <laughs> a necklace, a a and he got me saying teddy cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: that's because we're teddies. Okay, we're not in the ditch. We're teddy bears, everybody. <laughs> so you would think that with that type of. Like
3: it's like a cricket ball, and if they don't keep polishing that, and it gets dirt or mud on it, it's not going to spin correctly. It's not going to go true. So Who why the would they play cricket? <laughs> the palms do, and the Australians do and the, do, and the Indians do.
1: Stingray, we're going to go together, and we're going to play cricket, mate. Would you like to have a cup of tea? No, I'm
3: just saying about the severe, like the ball, like so. Why? like big projects like that should actually be monitored to stop that them unbalancing things. You would they, think they, so.
2: Yeah.
0: They should. We would be better off not think ahead. No. Many smaller dams. Even New York City is sinking because of the weight of the skyscrapers. And is, that is correct. Yeah. And Manhattan is set on, is it the Manhattan Rock? There's, there's a rock that they anchor their- Uh, skyscrapers too oh yes i know what you're talking
1: about i I think you may be right i have to google that it's been so long
0: yeah some cities you can't build tall buildings Uh, like where i live in santa rosa uh we live on the santa rosa plain or that's where the city is located and it's 300 feet deep of alluvial soil that's dried out it's basically an old marsh and so you can't build a building here taller than 10 stories Uh, And no one wants to go 300 feet through mush to get to the rock. There's rock underneath us, but no one wants to spend that type of money. And even in San Francisco, if you've heard of the Millennium Tower, the Leaning Tower of San Francisco. No, I have not. Oh, yeah. The Millennium Tower, they uh, finished it about 10 years ago. And they, they were just... Far enough away from the downtown skyscrapers section of San Francisco, where all the buildings are anchored to the Frisco Rock, uh, where they were – and a lot of them are just it's, – it's 20 feet down and you hit that rock. So the skyscrapers were easy to anchor. Uh, they built the Millennium Tower, uh, and it was 300 feet deep of you know mush and marsh and, you know, bay water and all that. So they decided to use these things that look like cones pushed into the ground. And the idea was you, each time if you put, a, you know, they put like 75 cones and they were 75 feet tall or long and I forget how wide. And uh, you put those there and then you build your building on top of it. And what happens is as the pressure of the weight of the building pushes down, the cones are pushing the, the mud left and right and uh, they anchor they just stop the pressures they, it's called a pressure pressure tension foundation well after a few years of it being built the neighbors started noticing like when they're playing with their dogs it's oh by the way this skyscraper is not for business it's a uh, uh, for very wealthy people to live in and um so people would be playing with their 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 pets their dogs like a tennis ball and they notice the tennis balls when they just set them on the floor would go zooming over to one side Ugh. and so it's leaning 37 inches o- over 50 stories so it's like 400 feet tall or 500 feet tall and leaning about you know 37 inches to one side and uh the lawyers are making a killing off of this situation. <laughs> making really good money because uh, there's su- lawsuits being passed around like, you know, party favours.
3: <laughs> wow. We've got to be building. a bit of a
2: shock though. Big shock. I know. I'm, I'm keeping an eye on our mate down here. Don't worry, Mark. We're not laughing at anything you're saying. There's these, mm-hmm. They keep trying to get us into the ditch. Um, we've got a building here. In, t- uh, in the town not far from me. It's a big shopping centre thing. You go in there and the whole building moves the whole time. But if I know this sounds terrible. All the pipes in that leak, never, Rebecca. All the pipes leak. So if you park your car underneath a specific pipe and you would like a new windscreen or a new mm-hmm. juco on your car, you just park the car underneath the pipe, you run upstairs after you've done your shopping and come back and find your car wrecked. And within hours, you'll have a new windscreen. They do it all the time. It's just one of those things. Like you're talking about this building, you know, that goes from side to side that that's like this building they've built. It's forever leaking. I don't know how they get any insurance on it, but I've had a new windscreen. I was very grateful for that.
0: (laughs) Wow. So it, In the parking lot, the structure shifts around and starts crumbling pieces of concrete?
2: No. Some little bits drop down every now and again if you watch it. Like, I hate going there. I don't park there
0: anymore. Yeah, I would avoid that building, actually.
2: Yeah, I was happy that I got the windscreen and then I didn't park there after that. But um, they've got these big pipes underneath. Like, that would be underneath the flooring of the shopping centre. And then they've got the car park underneath. Yeah. And then um, the... Oh, just lost my head then. Um, it drops this white gunky stuff. Michelle. Oh. Um, and then it, it it's some sort of acid. And it just <laughs> goes. Yep. <laughs>
0: it it <laughs> could be oh I I, I don't see what?
3: Oh, I'm sorry, Mark. You don't see yeah. the comments and they're naughty. They're naughty comments. You're probably better off not seeing them. Oh I, I see them
0: right? rolling by, but oh, I can okay. see them rolling by here. Oh, because I can't yeah. see. Ring is, them. is
1: it, 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 it got me got me rapping Stingray. <laughs> yeah, Sting
2: we should make character. Up and, we should start jingling, making jingles. Oh dear. Hang on. Delete. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh no. <laughs>
1: see what I deal with. I, I, I mean, see the latest one. Yeah. I mean, this we I mean. and we're
2: standing? He usually gets us out. No, you can what? still play Stingray. We like playing with you. Um huh. so I'm so trying to get well,
3: in. So what were we talking about? <laughs> buildings well, wobbly, buildings and
1: the- pipes and what is a what is a sunscreen?
3: What
1: sunscreen? Or windscreen. Uh,
0: uh, oh, the
3: windscreen?
0: Oh, the front it, of the it, car. It, the, know,
3: windshield? Yeah. Oh,
0: the windshield. Yeah. Windshield. windshield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. It, we all speak Wait, English, but not the exactly thing you look at. the same
1: English. Well, Mark, does she ask you if you ever wore thongs?
0: No. Yeah. Thank
1: you. We're not that yeah, familiar. that's exactly how I felt <laughs> when they asked me over a year ago on the show. I about had a meltdown. <laughs>
0: What like, was the you question? Really, Do you did, wear thongs? Thongs. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, not yes to thongs, but thongs are the uh, uh, flip-flops. Some people oh, my flip-flops. God. You had me worried for a minute. <laughs> 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 oh. Oh, oh. Well, in my I neck like, of the I woods.
1: Not, I did not expect that answer, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just saying. Okay.
0: Well, in my neck of the woods, we call a, a, a thong underwear garment dental floss
2: <laughs> dental floss
0: <laughs> oh my lord okay
1: well oh. yeah I've heard of that but you know uh when they uh, I never mind I give up yeah but when they first asked me I did not know they were flip flops. Oh yeah, wait, yeah. and I about came on because they're laughing at me. I'm like what the hell is so funny? Why would you ask somebody like that on a show <laughs>
2: And we just carried on the conversation, thinking nothing of it. And um, (laughs) we just kept putting ourselves further and further in the canyons.
1: (laughs) What do you mean, don't ask for a napkin in the UK? Don't don't answer that, you guys. Don't even answer that. I have no idea.
0: That is funny. I I took a a class in San Francisco at Golden Gate University. (laughs) And it was about... 40% 40% Americans, and then everyone else were foreigners. And uh, w- we had to be really careful what we would say, because they, not not to be rude, but they would not <coughs> understand us. That's right. And so, I don't know if you guys will know this, if you remember a cartoon from the uh, 1970s or 60s uh, for ch- children's cartoon. Uh, I said, yeah, we had this topic, and I said, yeah, well, it's kind of like the Mr. Magoo syndrome. Oh, yeah. And one of the guys says, who is Mr. Magoo? <laughs> and Mr. Magoo is the the uh, uh, old man that ha, ha, has uh, really thick glasses and is still blind. And he just walks across the street, and all sorts of stuff happens around him, and he's oblivious to it. So it's, it's, uh, this is called the Mr. Magoo syndrome. You do something, and you have no idea the the wrecks and stuff behind you.
2: Wow! Yeah, I, was
0: I remember, remember. When,
2: when we were in um, Texas. We we wanted. We were in one of those big feed places. That I couldn't get over like everyone had forty drumsticks on their plates. You know, that I've never seen anyone eat so much. But um, <laughs> we were after cold We call it coleslaw, and in Texas they were saying coleslaw. You know, like we're going, yeah, yeah, like coleslaw. And they, what, you know,
1: because
2: mm-hmm. yours is slaw. Is that right?
0: Coleslaw. Yeah. Yeah. Co- cold slaw. Yeah.
2: Or well, you Texas sometimes like, drop
0: the D, just coleslaw. Yeah. Yeah. Drop the D. Coleslaw.
2: Yeah. That's the same as us. They couldn't understand us down there. Funny that. <laughs> wow. That- I, was, I was only 12 then. You can just imagine my, my linguistics were just beginning. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So, Rebecca, the tank, the Yank tanks. So, was it at the end of World War II, the Yanks came, decided to come in to Australia or come into the war with the tanks? And we called them Yankees, Yank tanks. That's where that came from.
1: Oh, I was thinking of Lola. Of what? (laughs) (laughs) What? When she gave him. us the proper definition of of, of a tattoo, yeah, that's the first thing come to my mind when somebody said "Yank Tank." I can see her explaining that scientifically. Oh, I reckon
2: mm. she'd have trouble with that one. <laughs> Poor
1: Lola, she's been working
2: hard on a new course.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, Americans are called, it's particularly around World War Two and, and after, Yanks. No, the, yeah, the that's eggs. why
2: I was pretty mean last week. I apologise, everybody. I shouldn't have said what I said. One of the things I said. No, <laughs> that, I don't really remember. Yank tanks. Yank yeah, tank. wherever yank there's tank. a, there's a, uh. Ta? Ta. Ta. Which is gracias.
3: <laughs> Northern junk. It's not the same Northern junk. <laughs> I've seen no evidence that your tanks are bigger than anyone else's. So,
2: <laughs> oh, <I'm> dunk. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, um, standing. Um. Static.
0: I have so many questions.
2: <laughs> uh, what? Where do you reckon the I'm next big is? In Anthony. That's all. What?
3: It's <laughs> not a bitch. It's a gully, not a ditch. We come out the other
2: side. Oh, 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 oh! Standing. Oh, Mark, where yeah. do you reckon the next hit's gonna be? Oh, Large earthquakes. Earthquake wise so, Yep, I've got to get us out of this.
0: I. So I enjoy earthquake forecasting the the medium sized ones. When I start seeing big stuff, I feel sad because you know it's. Yeah. I I I can see it coming in, yeah. so I put a post up about a week ago five. Five days ago, maybe six <laughs> days ago, on earthquakes down under, and uh, it's because I see uh, San Diego <laughs> getting hit with a big quake uh, yep. sometime between, you know, let's say Monday, of, you know, a few days back, and then as late as just after Christmas, maybe the twenty-sixth of yeah. December.
3: That was going to be my yeah. next question, like how, how, what sort of time frame are you looking at once you decide that there's going to be a quake?
0: Well, I have, what we do is, like weathermen, uh, weather men uh, weather uh, people, is we look at incoming energy, you know, quakes that are, there's kind of a flow to quakes. They, they generally don't just randomly go north, south, north, south. They mostly kind of, you know, circle around the globe. And... Uh, I, I had I've, I've been watching northern Mexico, specifically the uh, Baja California and the Pacific side, and what I've uh, and that was a year ago. It led me to make a forecast because of this activity going on. I said, "Oh, there's going to be a, a big quake, and it's going to be within 100 miles of a town called Ensenada," and it hit, came in at a 6.2 and was the largest quake Baja California has ever had. And, and there's other big quakes, other 6.0s were going off in the area. And people kept congratulating me. And I said, no, that's not the energy I'm looking for. I'm looking for different energy. And so I stuck to my, my guns, as they say. I stuck to my, my uh, uh, principles of, of science and said, it's not, those aren't ones I forecasted. I'm looking for this one. And it came in at 6.2. So we just had a quake seven days ago on Hawaii, a 5.0, which normally would not catch my attention. And the reason why it caught my attention was I was looking at the, uh, right there at the Mariana Trench, the Moab Island region. They, They had a whole series of quakes, including a seven that went on in this one area for a week or two just pounding away and then they stopped and then the philippines took off yeah they had take off yeah and it's still rocking and rolling with these quakes and including a seven six seven point six i think
2: and so oh sorry you go when i
0: so when i saw that second activity uh happen I said, "Wow, okay, I'm going to watch for to see if this energy moves along, or is it going to stay in, in the same location?" And within 24 or 36 hours, there was three 5.0 quakes that went off. One in Japan, uh, Okinawa area, or Taiwan, Taiwan, I think. Uh, uh, one south in the like the Solomon Islands area, and another five hit. Hawaii. And I said, "There it is. The energy just spread. And uh, I look at maps a lot. And so the bottom of the oceans have these large cracks in them or mountain ranges. some are cracks, some are come up as mountain ranges. And in the Pacific, there's a, a, uh, two sets of mountains deep, you know, at the very bottom of the ocean that pretty much kind of run from Hawaii, all the way over to Mexico Ensenada and all the way up to the uh, Catalina Island area, which is offshore of LA, also known as the um, I always forget the name of it. Um, uh, kind of well, Catalina's Island is one of them. Uh, <clears throat> that's, uh, that's where I was looking, and so I looked at it and I said, Well, that what happened last year that brought the quake over to Ensenada, I think the same. Things going to happen this time, but there's more power behind it—a whole lot more power—and so I think it's going to come in and either hit Catalina Island, uh, Channel Islands—that's the word—the whole line of uh, islands there are called the cha- Channel Islands. Uh, either hit near <clears throat> Catalina Island or hit San Diego uh, square on, and it could be as big as an eight. Uh, it could—they don't really happen any bigger in California than an eight. Uh, probably, you know, a low seven would be pretty reasonable. You
2: you know how, like, you have wherever the location is of the quake, usually you have, you know, for every action there's a reaction. Where, Where they're pumping it in the Philippines, where is the tail end of that, like, reaction? Like, where is the tail end of that action? You know how, like if something hits somewhere and the, the pressure usually goes bang somewhere in the opposite mm-hmm. direction, would Mexico be the opposite to the Philippines? Like the other, t- the, the tail end?
0: Actually not. No. Uh, there's just so many big quakes uh, near the Mariana Trench islands. I think there were the, the Moab islands and then the Philippines. So we had these two hot spots go off. And so in that case you get ripples like a, uh, a, a rock hitting uh, a calm lake—it spreads out in all directions. Normally, quakes are moving, and so the general flow uh, would be from both both areas where those uh, quakes went off—the Moab and, and the Philippines—is they generally travel north towards Japan, and then they reach Japan. They keep coming up and around through Alaska, all the way down. If they if they make the U-turn in Alaska, right there near Anchorage. Yeah, it has to make a U turn, and most of the quakes just go out into the middle of Alaska and just end. That's just they end out there.
3: Oh, okay. Some of
0: them will keep following the uh, plate boundary and then head down the coast, uh, all the way down to uh, where I, this is where I differ with uh, Dutch since. Uh, they come down, they end at the California Mexican border, an area called the Salton Sea which is just a, a lake. And that's, I think, the end there, uh, both directions. And and then I also think there's quake energy that comes up from the Gulf of California heading upwards, and it also pretty much ends at the Salton Sea. And very rarely, occasionally, one will make it further north.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And as, oh. and very occasionally, the energy coming southbound down the San Andreas Fault, which is also the okay so anthony lewis
1: has got a question do you think the atom smasher, aka collider is the reason why we keep having these earthquakes
0: yep can you guys see me
1: no No.
2: we still can't see you it's really weird
1: are you still there was
2: that a
3: yes was that a yes to that question
0: Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, uh, the, screen, the whole hit. screen went black. The whole sc- screen went black.
3: Oh, sorry. Uh, I
0: said, I was asking, can you hear me? Yeah, we can um, hear you now. Okay, so it, it did die on us for a second, or lose transmission.
3: It was fine, here. Yeah. I, I think it okay. does, but I was interested and in And another question,
1: saying. do you think the sun uh, activity <laughs> plays in earthquakes, too?
0: Yes. It's the uh, electric and or magnetic universe. and the Electricity and magnetism are, are Two sides of the coin, really. So when the sun explodes, uh, coronal mass ejections, also known as a CME, it'll fly out. And they're often, you know, four, five, ten times the size of our planet. And there's a lot of material there. And it, it goes out and it takes about um, a million miles an hour, so 93 hours to get here. Sometimes at 600,000 miles an hour, so it's you know a little bit longer, maybe 128 hours to get here. Uh, and then when it, uh, if it is aimed at the Earth, which is a whole mystery in itself, I won't get into right now. But when it's aimed at the Earth and it actually brushes over a planet, it's kind of like taking a balloon and rubbing it in your hair or on the carpet, on the floor. It gets energized, and so our planet gets energized.
3: And then, yeah.
0: electricity.
2: Yep. And then when, when we have certain lineups with the different planets, that seems to cause action as well. You know, like yeah. you get the full moon, then you get a lineup of certain planets. Um, it seems to affect it as well. You know, like king tides and things like that with the moon.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kings, uh, I, I don't do, uh, and I don't think there's really a lot of validity in it, generally speaking, but tidal earthquakes, that based on the tides, you have earthquakes. However, I did see and pointed out that uh, we had a uh, a big swarm of 6.0s hit the uh, dreaded Wanda Fuca fracture zone. It's a kind of a little plate uh, offshore. It kind of spans between Canada and all the way down here to Northern California. And a bunch of 6s went off. I actually posted up on one of the uh, seismic websites, uh, the official, uh, I won't use the word, G websites. Yeah. Well yeah. done. And, um, and said it, it is, uh, uh, I don't know what words I use, something like, it's a terrible idea to not warn people. It's a, it's a risk that they should have said, hey, and which is what I thought was going to happen. I thought there's a high likelihood that we could have that terrible rupture this is called the Cascadia rupture and we have a 300 foot tsunami if not higher head straight into the coastline and people would only have maybe 20 minutes of warning
2: we get 12 hours
0: oh if you have a big quake nearby
2: no if you have a wave apparently in california on you know on the coast there it'll take 12 uh, that's a large one it'll Mm -hmm. take 12 hours to get to us
0: yeah so you have Roughly. time, yeah. It's not long. Yeah. Well, no, no. Just twenty minutes is really not long.
2: Twenty minutes.
0: Yeah, but it's it's going to rupture. Be getting
2: out the scotch, I think.
0: Yeah, just fifty miles <laughs> off the coast. Yeah, get the scotch out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, song? you might as well
2: enjoy yourself.
0: It's the end of the world as we know <laughs> it's it. It's not like the floaties <laughs> are going to
2: get you up there, you know. <laughs>
0: Uh, it's uh, you only need to get in Inland from from that it, It's going to happen it, All the scientists, everyone sees It's going to happen, we don't know when
2: And all you want me to go And live on the coast, thanks gang
1: <laughs>
0: So, can Tennessee, Kentucky Bigfoot,
1: what do you think Mark, about the ground earthquakes Are, above the ground
0: well, I'm sorry Oh, oh okay uh, Earthquakes above the ground Yes. Some people call those skyquakes. Is that what you're referring to? I think he is. Yeah. Uh, I've heard of them. I haven't really studied them, uh, but I've thought a little bit about them. And I've always thought, well, it's some sort of electrical magnetic disturbance that changes the pressure of the atmosphere. And as the pressure of the atmosphere goes up and down, it's kind of like when you have one window rolled down the back of your car. You hear that boom, 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 oh, yeah. and feel it all through the car. Uh, right. I think that's what a skyquake is, something like that. It's just the best scientific you know, idea. Right. Yeah. But the, uh, yeah, just skyquake. Uh, and there yeah. may be something else to it well the other thing too is the uh uh, you look at jet planes particularly the military fighter jets when they break this the sound barrier uh and they don't do it as much as they used to do it back in the 60s 1960s uh the uh, concussion wave was so powerful it would uh shatter windows and houses yes that's that's from one little jet plane yes interesting so that would also make me think about skyquakes, something along those lines.
2: And, like, oh, no, that's a stupid question. I was going to ask a stupid question. No, don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> it, 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 I tried to say it, and then I realized, no, it won't come out right.
0: Yeah.
2: I was thinking and of the that- pressure and animals that, um, you know, like all the animals know prior to... To a quake coming like a couple of days from what I can gather um, and I was just wondering if it was like a, a feeling thing or a, something else other than vibratory that they they sense it quickly more quickly than we do like I know they're a lot more in tune than us but they seem to know a few days earlier I think it's at-
3: atmospheric pressure the drop in atmospheric pressure that they actually can detect. Ah, so yeah, I,
2: agree. I have.
3: I have a friend who has an acquired brain injury, and he's basically a walking barometer. So he he basically, as soon as there's a change in the in the atmospheric pressure at all, he gets stabbed in the head, like energetically wise. Um, so he always knows when there's rain about to hit or storms coming, um, the animals can sense it too. They start to – they'll start to behave erratically. Uh, I've had ho- static electricity in the horse's tails up to two days before a storm hits.
0: Oh, Really?
2: Wow. wow. Yeah. That's yep. interesting.
3: Yeah. Nothing on the radar, nothing – reported, but you, the horses have got that much static electricity in their tails, you know something's coming, and it always does. But, yeah.
2: Do they start playing up or not?
3: Um, depends on the type of storm it is. Um, so if you've got one with a lot of electricity, a lot of wind, that type of thing, um, they can get pretty head up. Like last night we had a major storm about to hit us, I could feel it but I wasn't sure because it was swirling I wasn't sure and my horse I was still out feeding on the farm and all of a sudden he stopped and he spun and he looked at me with big wide eyes and I went okay I'm coming I'm hurrying I'm hurrying and I quickly like Got him sorted. Got inside, and it hit, and it blew the trees. I thought we were going to have trees on top of the house. Were, it was that severe. Wow! And there was no, no warning for that. But he knew. He he instantly knew. He just his whole demeanor just changed. He went, "Holy crap, woman! Hurry up! <laughs> There's and, something coming." Yeah,
2: yeah. And then when when you're going out and about, and you're coming near a um being kind of thing. How early do the dogs, or dogs, for example, how, like, do they start kind of sensing it, you know, like 50 foot beforehand or, like, a fair I'm distance wondering. or only when they get close to the beings? Uh, uh,
3: because I, like, really I'm only out and about with the farm dog, I don't let the other dogs.
2: Oh, the right, dog. yeah.
3: Well, because the whippets um, are bad on recall, and they love chasing prey. Because I'd lose them in the in the forest. Uh, and the poodles, would you believe, even though they're little, are ferocious hunters, so they'll go after anything that moves as well. Even though their recalls better, but they're they're pretty bad. But
2: oh, so um, they're not as sensitive to the danger.
3: No, because their 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 instinct is fully on their prey drive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you'd have to. Yeah, I don't. I haven't really experienced anything. I think my cats are better at picking up entities than than the yeah. dog. Although I do have one dog here, um, Miss Chewbacca. Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah, little wookie. She's phenomenal. Her intuition is spot on. Yeah, I always know when something is not right because yeah. she will not give up. She just keeps at you and at you and at you. I
2: but ended up because I didn't. I lost my dogs. Sorry, everyone, I'm dripping. We're not used to I lost my dog I'd <laughs> like to. The <laughs> um, good thing you can't see the bottom half. Um, <laughs> the uh, so now I lost it again. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot where I was then. Oh, um, no, nah, you threw me off. <laughs> oh, you, did that? you did that. Don't blame me. I don't, I'll get in the naughty
3: corner again. I'll get kicked out. <laughs> that was
2: funny. Um,
3: yeah, so um, back to that atmospheric pressure, because that's just from what I have encountered and seen. So that's what my feelings on how they detect that. So Mark
2: Tends oh, I know agreeing. what I was going to say. Tends to I... agree, I think, for sure. Um, yeah. when I lost my dogs, I ended up with a a cat, and I say that kindly. Um, I've never had a cat in my life before, and uh, she, I had to teach her how to bark, because you know, if you've got dogs and they're your the warning system, and you know, they sense stuff really well. Um, she'll growl for me now. So I've got an, a verbal warning system <laughs> instead of like the, or the run around the house, you know, like a chookie. Now she'll growl. Like grrr.
1: Interesting.
2: I Mark, I
1: what's your
0: favorite earthquake book? <laughs> Anthony Lewis is asking. Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh I've read and, and had the author sign it. Uh, he He's the foremost expert in California regarding residential home uh, construction and seismicity. So I've read that, but it's, you know, it's as dry as burnt toast. <laughs> 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 Two-day-old burnt toast, even drier. <laughs> like wow. a manual. Yeah. But uh, uh, so that's actually the only one I've really read. Uh, I've read uh, Ben Davison's uh, of Suspicious Observers. I've read his, his book, and he talks about earthquakes. And, and that was the, actually the first website I went to to do forecasting was uh, with, on Ben's site called uh, Quake Watch. But there was no activity in it. It was boring. It was really boring. And uh, earthquakes down under is exciting. There's lots of people and information zooming by, so it's a lot more exciting. Yes, boy. There's some knowledge on that
2: site. Grizzy. When you take the, do you take the dogs out when you go out in the woods?
1: No, I do not.
2: Mm. I don't think I would either. Not in your woods. <laughs> <laughs> Too easy
3: to lose them mm. in the woods.
1: And uh,
0: Mark, how does people find you or get a hold of you if they want to? Uh, well, my my full name is Mark Honig. H O N I G and I'm on Facebook and, uh, uh, Honig's an unusual name. It's a German word. It means honey. Oh, so every so often you'll go in and you'll, uh, to a specialty, grocery store and you'll see Honig all over the, all over the honey jars. So that's kind of fun. Uh, so that's really the best place to catch me. And then of course on earthquakes down under, uh, but I'm more than open, you know, to talking to people uh, about this and texting them and giving them ideas and and helping other people learn to forecast because the more forecasters, the better. Right. And the several types of forecasting, uh, I follow the Dutch Sense format, and with just a very few modifications here and there, uh, it's it's very workable, very doable. Oh, and. And here's one thing I didn't mention about the, the, my for, forecasting. So I look at the big, the big picture and see, okay, there's energy here and energy is going to go there and, and kind of time out, you know, how long it will take roughly based on if you have two quakes and you go, okay, it took two days to get that far. You kind of just duplicate that distance and you say, okay, so it will be four more times. So in eight days, it'll hit this area. That's just boring stuff. Oh, I don't what, think so. Uh, well, what makes it interesting for me is I look at the maps very closely. And that's when I bring some intuition in on it. And I go, okay, so where is it going to hit? That's the key, the hardest thing. Where is it going to hit? And um, I've had some forecast successes as close as 17 miles from you know, my epicenter. I'd say, okay, this is the center. We call it a center point.
1: And Boy, then you draw a good. circle
0: around it, the radius around it. And I say 100-mile radius is what most forecasters do. I try to keep it down to 50 miles. The really big ones, you have to expand it out a little bit. Um, so I just – I get really intuitive that, at that. Think about it and think about it. Sometimes I'll come back to it a day later, later and let my subconscious, you know, uh, think about it, you know, so I don't have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah
2: yeah no. it's so the mark and i met years ago grizzy poor mark's been putting up with me for years asking these questions um <laughs> i guess in the end he had to come on
1: i'm <laughs> glad he uh, did and, yeah and me all. too
2: thank you yeah and just Welcome make sure anytime. as well
1: everybody check them out and uh somebody says uh earthquakes Center page is an awesome page And they also want to know, do they use buoys about information about earthquakes as well for we all wrap up?
0: Yes, buoys are used. Uh, Buoys. We don't know exactly what's happening. Every so often, a buoy just goes off the rails. It's just bouncing all over the place. And we look around, and there's no earthquake. So we don't know what that means for certain. We have good guesses at it. Rogue Wave is the best guess. Uh, I do know that buoys get hit by ships all the time. And sometimes has, they don't even notice them. Yeah, it has that way. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know of anyone that uses buoy reports to make a forecast, like you know, something's gonna come next. Sometimes oh, you can think. look at yeah, you can look at data and go backwards. You say, Oh, this buoy, that buoy, and this buoy went off. There might have been a quake. It would have had to have been this direction in this area. Bowie. Yeah. Bowie. 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 We call them boys.
2: Boys? Yeah, we call them boys.
0: Okay, yeah.
2: Or unless I'm mistaken and I'm calling it a totally incorrect name.
3: With
1: you, I have no idea anymore.
3: (laughs) (laughs) She just made that up. All done. Wait, I'm just going to call them
2: water boys, little boys, big boys. No, no, I can't say that because I'm known as the queen of the boys because I keep spotting all these wobbling boys. I just call them wobblers, and uh, but because I don't sleep much, I seem to pick them up in the middle of the night. So, and I'm, I'm bored out of my mind. you What up? up. What
1: are you picking
2: up? Boys.
3: Yeah. Wobblies. Is that a cougar?
2: <laughs>
3: no, oh, no, 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 it's not Lord. a cougar, is
2: it? Yes, yes, it's a cougar. The other day I called it a um Panther. I had it you know me.
1: But Ladies it was and a- gentlemen, make sure and reach out to Mark. <laughs> and uh if you yes. see somebody that looks like cat driving around in the middle of the night, run like hell. And <laughs> I yeah. apologize for any Take PTSD I make. Do not, not accept
0: candy from her. <laughs> but thank uh you, but Mark. Know, Mark. thank you for coming on yes. Yes. yeah yeah grizzly thank you and yeah. Kath and uh, michelle thank, you, so thank you very much thank you nice to um, and,
2: sort of yeah if you're game enough please come back
0: <laughs> yeah, oh i am totally uh, i'm just i'm really disappointed that you know i spent you know a couple of days getting all my equipment set up and it just flopped on the first try
2: <laughs> never mind uh, we all happens. have troubles
0: at yeah
1: Yeah. But we'll definitely have you back and everything. And I and thank you for taking time out of your schedule. And because I learned a few things tonight. From Mark, not Cat. So yeah.
0: (laughs) And Michelle. Well, don't flip-flop on your ideas.
1: (laughs) Look, you got him saying it now.
2: He's one of the gang now.
1: (laughs) From coast to coast around the world, everybody. Y'all have a good night. Good night, everyone. everyone. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks, Kat, Mark.
0: All right. Thanks,
1: It's a grizzly. Should we get out of here? No, we're gonna watch and listen. Action. It's a grizzly. Oh, ship, should we run? (laughs) <laughs> no. Action. It's a grizzly. Oh, Sure. Sh- Should I run? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a grizzly. Are you sure it's not a chipmunk? <laughs> Action. <laughs> No, That's nah, it! I out of here! <laughs> it's a grizzly. Ah, I'm out of here! Huh. Maybe it is a chipmunk. <gasps> it's a grizzly.
0: Oh, f- it. Are we going to
1: die? I don't know. We're just going to sit here and listen and watch.
0: Let's get out of here, maybe. (laughs) Paul! (laughs)